Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another significant ruling involving the 45th president of the United States. You probably heard about it by now. You probably heard it just on uh, CBS. A federal appeals court, three judges, unanimously ruled that the former president, can be put on trial for trying to stay in power after losing the 2020 election, rejecting the uh, sweeping claim that Donald Trump and his attorneys were offering up for presidential immunity. Reading a portion of what the judges said in a resounding rejection of President Trump's claim, we cannot accept former President Trump's claim that a president has unbound authority to commit crimes that would neutralize the most fundamental check on executive power, the recognition and implementation of election results. Nor can we sanction his apparent contention that the executive has carte blanche to violate the rights of individual citizens to vote, and to have their votes count. I agree with that 100%, but I don't know this as well as the uh, judges or our next guest who's joined us a couple times before. His name is Justin Crow. He is a professor, a professor of political science at Williams College, and he specializes in the Supreme Court and constitutional law. And like all of our guests, Justin, back on with us, He's on the uh, John Schuster, Coldwell Banker Hotline. To me, Justin, this makes 1,000% sense that no matter the power that you should not have, I'll just use the words that the three judges use, carte blanche to do whatever you want to do without legal ramifications. Did they offer up the type of ruling you expected today. They absolutely did, and thanks for having me, Chad. Uh, I think that uh, you put it well. The ruling by the D.C. Circuit here, by the three judges there, um, was a a pretty decisive win for for the special counsel for Jack Smith and um, a pretty direct repudiation of the kind of... uh, 
absurdly broad and ostentatious arguments that Trump's attorneys were making in this case, which was a blanket immunity for for all actions that occurred during a presidential term, whether or not they were related to official duties, whether or not they were uh, in violation of of laws that that would be held applicable to ordinary American citizens. So uh, I think really what the Trump team was asking for here was was not only unprecedented, but almost unthinkable in the context of a system of the rule of law and the context of a system where no individual, um, including and perhaps especially our elected officials, are above the law. So I, I looked at some of the ruling and I mean, parts of it talked about unprecedented attack on our federal government, undermining the will of Congress. And I watched a number of commentators today and I don't think they were surprised, but they noted that how forceful the words were and how decisive it was. Did any of that surprise you in any way? Not not just the ruling itself, which you laid out very well, but the verbiage, the words they chose in rendering this decision. I don't know that they surprised me, especially, I think, in in part because, as I said, the claims that the Trump legal team were making met such a hostile reaction um, when this case was heard at the D.C. Circuit last month that the Trump team was pushing arguments so far, uh, the claim that that a president could instruct the Navy SEALs to assassinate a political rival and somehow not face prosecution unless the president had also been impeached. I mean, it was it was laughably absurd. And so I think the the reaction or the the strong tone that you're talking about in the in the per curiam opinion here, and I think it is a a kind of strong, decisive, emphatic tone, I think is in is in part in response um, to the outlandish arguments that were being made. Right. Perhaps if the Trump team had made a more nuanced argument. And there are nuanced arguments that have been made about presidential immunity in various circumstances for various reasons in various ways under certain conditions. Uh, Perhaps if you had had one of those, um, the ruling might have been a little softer, a little more gentle, a little more hospitable to presidential power. But when the claims that are being made are are that aggressive, uh, I think, frankly, it seems based on the opinion that the judges were, were offended legally, constitutionally offended by the kinds of arguments that were being made and felt an obligation to convey that in the strongest and most explicit terms possible. Well, within this ruling, Justin, as you know better than I, they've set a deadline of February 12th for the Trump team to attempt to appeal this um, to their full body and to eventually move this up to the Supreme Court. Now, the Supreme Court this Thursday is dealing with the Colorado ruling where they have decided that the president, due to what happened on January 6th and the insurrection allegations, Colorado's decided that Donald Trump's not eligible for the ballot. So the Supreme Court is going to hear that case on Thursday. What What is your instinct right now on whether this particular case the immunity case will end up in the Supreme Court. And does the Supreme Court have any reluctance to deal with multiple separate cases 
involving the 45th president of the United States? All right. So we've got a couple things here. One, uh, the the panel today included a kind of interesting twist here, and we don't usually talk about judicial opinions having interesting twists, but an interesting twist here that that Trump has two options for appeal. One is, as you noted, to appeal to the full D.C. Circuit, all of the judges who sit mm-hmm. there, rather than just the three who were on the panel. The other is to appeal directly to the United States Supreme Court. Um, and, and interestingly, obviously, part of Trump's strategy here has been to delay all along, right, to appeal as much as possible, to drag this out in the hopes that trials are punted until after the election, at which point, if he's mm-hmm. president, he can have sure. the charges dismissed, so on and so forth. Um, so what the D.C. Circuit panel did today was to say that if Trump appeals directly to the Supreme Court, if, they, if, if he skips over appealing to the appellate court, they will keep the, the proceedings of the trial suspended until the justices decide what they want to do with it. But if Trump chooses to appeal to the full court of appeals first, basically to add an extra step of delay, and he said, they said if that happens, then it is not remaining suspended and that trial preparations can continue forward while the D.C. Okay. Circuit decides whether to hear it or not. So we've got a little he, – he's got to kind of choose your own adventure here, right? Does he want to um, add mm-hmm. a potential extra step, which is the D.C. Circuit, but have trial preparations resume? Or does he want to go straight to the Supreme Court? So that's point one. Point two is about um, the the collision of this case and the Colorado ballot access case, which the court is hearing on Thursday. And so we have – I mean – we're really in kind of uncharted waters here, right? Not only in terms of a president being uh, prosecuted for, or a former president being prosecuted for acts that were committed, but also in terms of a presidential candidate being removed from the ballot via the insurrections clause of the 14th Amendment. And so the court, I think, if any of the justices were being honest, if you could give them truth serum and ask them this question, None of them want to be hearing either of these cases. Both of these are incredibly politically consequential, incredibly political, politically polarized cases that the court would really rather not weigh in on. but Colorado and, and Maine, to a lesser extent, forced the court's hand on, on that particular case. And so the court's going to have to hear that on Thursday. Uh, my expectation, I think most people's expectation, is the court will overturn the Colorado Supreme Court and reinstate Trump to the ballot. Um, not probably by saying that what he is what he did on January 6th didn't constitute an insurrection, but via any number of procedural routes, basically saying that uh, the clause isn't self-executing and requires a conviction on an insurrection-related charge or requires Congress to take action um, in order to make it operative or something like that. Um, having done that, the court's already agreed to hear that case. So that's, it's got one Trump ballot case already on the docket. The question is whether it chooses to hear this one or not. And the Supreme Court doesn't have to hear the case that was decided today. If it wants, it can let the lower court decision stand and simply choose not to take the case. There's going to be a lot of pressure on the court to take the case to be the final word for the Supreme Court to have a judgment on this rather than a circuit court. But I think there's a real open possibility that the court not wanting to weigh in on seemingly every aspect of Trump's legal troubles and not wanting to have a case with the name Trump uh, either before or after the verses in every uh, on kind of every Every day of term for the rest from now until June um, may well simply decide to let the D.C. Circuit Court opinion stand. Two last points, and we'll let uh, Justin Crow uh, go. He's a professor of political science, uh, specialized in Supreme Court, constitutional laws at Williams College. You can tell from the conversation he, he knows this very, very well. Okay. Um, 
for the for the Trump supporters who are listening right now and they're saying this is D.C. D.C. will not give Donald Trump a break. It is uh, 95% Democrats. This is another political decision against Donald Trump. What do you say to that portion of our audience? Yeah, I I understand the argument that we're in a politically polarized nation and that um, individuals and that it's easy to think that individuals, whether those individuals are Supreme Court justices um, or jurors, are more likely to side with their political leanings, more likely to side with their partisan ideology. I mean, I, I think the only response to that is to say that the justice system is a is a serious one. The duty to serve um, is a solemn one, and that trials take place traditionally in the jurisdictions in which crimes occurred, and that there is um, there is trauma and there is memory and there is significance to having um, a federal trial of. Uh, someone who has been alleged to commit these acts in D.C. in D.C. itself. I can understand why people say that seems like an unfair venue. The challenge is in a true politically polarized nation, it's not clear what a fair, quote unquote, fair venue is. Uh, Trump once suggested moving a case to West Virginia, that that would be fair. Now, that's a state that has an overwhelmingly Republican and conservative Mm -hmm. voter population. So it's not totally clear what the solution is. Uh, and Jack Smith bringing this case in D.C., he's brought the other case, the, the classified documents case in Florida, which might very well have a more um, Trump-friendly venue. Um, but it's a, it's a kind of unavoidable circumstance of a polarized political nation that there is no really easy or great solution to. So uh, under those circumstances, unless we have reason to believe that the individuals themselves who will be hearing these cases uh, are biased, the mere fact that it has occurred in a venue and is being judged by uh, individuals who are more likely to be Democratic than Republican or more likely to be liberal than conservative um, can't really suffice as a reason to take it elsewhere. And then just finishing up, And going back to what's going to happen on Thursday with the Colorado case and whether Donald Trump will be on the ballot, the conversation has come up many times about Justice Thomas. The fact that his wife, excuse me, Ginny Thomas, was very involved and was in contact with the White House frequently on ideas that I thought were lunacy, but that were ideas that supporters of the president offered up in trying to stop the transfer of power, overturn the results. So then the question has come up, because of Justice Thomas's wife, Ginny, because she was so involved, should Justice Thomas step aside? Should, Should he recuse himself? There's zero signs he's going to do this. Do you think he should? I think he should. I think uh, he should, if for no other reason than whether or not there is a conflict of interest, the appearance of a conflict of interest um, is reason enough in in not just a case of 
enormous national magnitude. But also in, in any ordinary case, right, uh, if, a, if the case involved some sort of regulation and, and Justice Thomas's um, best friend was one of the attorneys, or, or let's take it out of Justice Thomas entirely, Justice Kagan's best friend was one of the attorneys, she would be expected to recuse herself, even if we could say, you know what, uh, she's going to be able to be, be neutral on this because she's a person of integrity. Um, it's not to insult Justice Thomas's integrity or to, or to suggest that he is um, biased or partial on this, to say that there is great public interest in these cases and there is substantial public value in the belief that these decisions were made um, without not only impropriety, but the appearance of impropriety. And so um, out of an abundance of caution, I I would think he should. I do not think he's going to. Uh, And obviously, this question about judicial recusal was something that has come up recently in a number of cases involving Justice Thomas, involving uh, Justice Gorsuch, um, involving Justice Alito. So there have been a couple of these. And I don't think we're going to see him recuse himself. Supreme Court justices rarely recuse themselves. Justice Jackson actually uh, did recuse herself from two cases recently, one in involving Harvard and affirmative action because um, she uh, sat on the Harvard Board of Overseers, uh, another that she had heard on the D.C. Circuit. So it it happens rarely. Justice Thomas has not shown an extreme willingness to do it, and the court in its recently released uh, Code of Ethics has not put real teeth onto the idea of, of when that should occur, leaving it in the judgment of the individual justice. So I do not expect that he is going to recuse himself on Thursday, and I'm sure there will be comments about that uh, after the fact. Justin, thanks for your time. I appreciate it, sir. Okay, take care, Chad. Uh, Justin Crow, professor of political science, constitutional law, and the Supreme Court from Williams College. Very good on this topic. I want to react specifically. You always can react. Don't forget. You can uh, reach out to us, phone call, or a text on this particular matter. Jamie Ucas in about 10 minutes, but on this one, you want to offer up uh, your opinion, opine, you certainly can. 651-461-9226. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Among the uh, texts reacting uh, to our conversation about Donald Trump and immunity, it's the texts are nails. Nobody, nobody believes the president has such immunity. His appeal is simply another delay tactic. Nails it. That's it. One thousand percent. Come on. Just if you if you agree with Donald Trump, just admit if this was Barack Obama or Joe Biden, you think it was utter lunacy. And I hope Democrats, if Biden or Obama or another Democrat tried this same claim, they'd say, get out of here. This is ridiculous. You, you don't get total immunity on every single action, including what took place in this matter. He is just trying to delay as long as he can, hope he's president, hope he wins, and then he dismisses the case, period. End of discussion. And let's not forget, when we're talking about if it goes to the process and maybe it goes to the full appeals court or goes to the Supreme Court, maybe both. When when would a rescheduled trial take place if it does happen? Well, we got to remember all the legal cases involving Trump. He's got the Stormy Daniels hush money case. That's March 25th. This The D.C. election interference case, which was suspended until all the immunity claims were worked out, that was for early March. So I, I saw two different analysts saying, well, they're not going to have this hush money case back-to-back with immunity if the immunity case does happen. So maybe you're looking at May. Maybe you're looking at June. Well, at that point, does a judge say this is too close to the election? So maybe the strategy is working. Two other points. We've got to go short here because I went so long with the interview. I want to get to Jamie. Um, I want Donald Trump on the ballot if he uh, wins the Republican nomination. I won't give a second's thought to considering a voting for him because I don't believe he's qualified for the office. I think he's a narcissist. And I think every day he wakes up, how can I benefit myself today and not how should I be the best president? But for the political ecosystem and the sanity of this country, so, yeah, I'm separating from the uh, <clears throat> constitutional debate of the 14th Amendment. I'm talking about what this country, if, we, if you think we're divided now, and Trump rolls to the nomination, which he's going to, and the Supreme Court, with three of his own justices, who he acts like he owns, he doesn't. If he's taken off the ballot, I think January 6th looks like an appetizer. I can't imagine what election day would be like if Donald Trump wins the Republican nomination, but he's legally not allowed to be on the ballot. I get there's a legal debate that it is meritorious, but I'm just talking about for the country. And, and Justice Thomas... <clears throat> I uh, I am very hesitant that a Supreme Court justice has to step away because of his 
spouse's activities, as nefarious as they are, as non-fact-based as they were, in, in my view, by Jenny Thomas, and I'm sure they agree on a lot of policy matters, that's still her, not him. <clears throat> so I don't think he should step away. I, I think he should be a part of the case. Let's up pause, chat with our friend Jamie Ucas here on CCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Jamie, uh, in Southern California, actually two of us in Southern California, not talking about a lot, but yes, I am also out here. I'm not quite where she is. I am calling. Well, I'm actually here for, uh, I'm here for a couple months. You are? Yes. Where? I am. I am broadcasting from the desert. So you're in Palm Springs. You're not in Southern uh, California. You're in the desert. Yeah. Well, is it? If, am I in Northern California or Southern California? You're in the desert. Mm, wow. Desert doesn't count as Southern California? No. You're a desert person. No. That's totally different. <laughs> exactly. Um, <laughs> for us, it's lightly raining. It was lightly raining yesterday. But then I see yeah. the footage in L.A., which is two hours away, and it is historic. Uh, take yeah. us through what's been taking place up there. Well, I have to say, you know, Sunday, the meteorologists here were warning all of us, you know, it was coming. And, of course, on CBS, we had the Grammy Awards here in Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. everybody was getting prepared. We knew that it was, you know, on the way, that it was happening, um, you know, we we bought food, made sure we were hunkered in, Um but, you know, I, luckily for us, we live in an area that um, there's, I'm not prone to coastal flooding. I'm not prone to mudslides right where I am, um, you know, and those types of things. But a lot of the area is. So I've been very lucky where I live um, on the west side of town. But there's places even just a little further north of us that are seeing mudslides and debris flows and trees falling down and power outages and um, it's been a historic amount of rain. I mean, we've gotten more rain in the last two days than sometimes we get in an entire year. Is it done or is it going to last for a couple more days? No, they said, you know, I, I, I feel like our meteorologists are, um, they're being, I would say, cautious. Um, you know, it's right now, um, I just drove from the valley back to my place on the west side because I'm actually flying out today to go to Las Vegas to cover the Super Bowl. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's starting to get kind of spotty. You know, it's not 
I mean, from Sunday night until this morning, it was consistent rain, like laying in bed, could hear it on the rooftop, um, you know, for hours upon hours upon hours. Now it's just a little spotty starting to break up in some spots. Um, I, it's, it's, since it's moving to the east now, this, honestly, our mountain communities are getting dumped on with snow. So I don't think they're out of it quite yet. Um, you Which know, they probably the love, probably right? Yeah. Well, they do, except you have to remember last year with it being such a historic um, snowfall totals last year, you know, there's still people that are trying to fix their roofs or fighting with insurance Mm -hmm. companies. Um, People were still skiing in June of last year. So, Hmm. um, you know, they really have only had a couple months to kind of clear themselves out and try to get things fixed up from last year to now deal with this storm. Okay, let's uh, switch to the Super Bowl. This is... Remind me, third Super Bowl you're covering? Fourth. This will be number four. Fourth. Okay. Yeah. Number four, yeah. first time ever in Vegas. Now, last week, you were talking about this connection you have with Taylor Swift, <laughs> Taylor Swift. and trying to use this connection to <laughs> land a big interview. I thought you were saying you were trying to land her a big interview for this show. No, it was for no. a silly little CBS, the fact that you guys have the Super Bowl. I mean, minor little detail. Where where are we at in trying to make this connection? You know, I was told that that's not going to happen. No. <laughs> not Get this out time, of anyway. Um, yes. You know, as you can imagine, she's a little busy. She's going to be mm-hmm. in Japan. Um, going to have to fly back. Uh, she's, she's just not going to have enough time, so... You know, we'll just um, we'll just have to take a deep breath and and cross our fingers for next time. So, in other words, you're your team 49ers now. All 49ers oh, and all 100%. of your reports that emphasis will. <laughs> okay, well, I think, so you know, being being here in California, yes, I hope the 49ers win just because it's a California team. But I do love the love story of Travis and Taylor. I mean, I'm yes. I'm here for the storyline. But, I mean, Kansas City won last year. Like, give somebody else a chance. Uh, what's your angle? What, what are you pursuing when you get to Vegas? Well, you know, Vegas has really become like a suburb of Los Angeles because people go there almost every weekend from here. There's tons of shows that come in. Um, you know, there's a lot of bands and residencies and things, musicians that play Vegas and people from L.A. go in just for a day or two to go see mm-hmm. you know, whoever's playing the Sphere or Caesars or whoever. So we are actually going to um, take people kind of on a journey here in Los Angeles of what they can see behind the scenes. Um, you know, some of the some of the things maybe they haven't experienced before, different museums and um, um, places of interest, people who might want to bring their families out the next time. Um, and we're also going to focus on, there's going to be a couple pieces that probably you will be able to see on WCCO because uh, they're going out across the country um, to the local stations. But one is how Vegas is going all in on you do not need a Super Bowl ticket to come party and be a part of the Super Bowl in Las Vegas. Almost every major casino, every hotel, every chain has some type of watch party going on. And tickets range anywhere from 100 bucks up to like $1,200 a ticket. Um, but Vegas is like all in on just being the party destination for the Super Bowl. And it's really unlike any other, because even if you think of South Beach or some of the other party mm-hmm. destinations yeah. where the Super Bowl has been held, it's spread out. In Vegas, you're all in one spot. So they're saying, come, be a part of the action, have a good time. 
Uh, the other place we'll send out uh, nationally is um, there's a really cool neon museum in Las Vegas. I don't know if you've ever been, Chad. It's kind of a little-known um, place off the beaten path, but it's where all the old historic Vegas neon signs. Um, oh, it's the bone that sounds yard, great. Basically. Yeah, and it's very cool. It's very visual. They have nighttime tours. They have daytime tours. Um, and which is those are two very different tours. So we're going to take you behind the scenes there and show off um, some of the the signage that's made its way to the boneyard. I will be uh, curious if Vegas and who knows if it'll be accurate because all places like to <laughs> take the actual number and multiply it by about ten or twenty. If if sure. we could figure out how many people went to Vegas. Just for the Super Bowl, they had no chance of going, right? And it wasn't yeah. just like a normal trip. Like, Vegas is always packed for Super Bowls already, Final Fours, you know, whatever the sporting event. Well, yeah, for the sports but, betting, ha- right? Cause it's, yes. Yeah, in the past. Yeah. Has Vegas found a way, following up on one, you know, what you said initially, have they found a way to get enough people that, hey, go – and it's not just gambling, but there's enough events tied to it that even if you don't get to the game, it'll still be an absolute blast. Well, I think I mean that's what they're saying. And to be honest with you, according to my email inbox, that seems to be the case because once <laughs> it was revealed, I'm going like we have a segment every Thursday with a podcast called Vegas Revealed, where they usually take us behind the scenes to different stuff or show us a new show that's coming to town. And I've been in regular contact with them this week. And, I mean, there's everything. I, the other thing that's been insane to me, Chad, which you've covered sporting events like this before, I have never seen this with the Super Bowl. There are people, celebrity chefs, coming in for a day or two and then taking off before the Super Bowl even happens. There's celebrities coming <laughs> yeah. into town oh, to yeah. do a show. You know, sure. I, I, I heard after Luke Combs was with Tracy Chapman the other night, apparently he's going to do a pop-up show um, the spot to be revealed later, but he's flying in, going to do a pop-up show, and then he's taken off. So, you know, there. I think it's going to be one of those magical experiences where, like, if you're in the right place at the right time, you may see somebody um, totally unexpected, or you may see a show just pop up because Vegas does have all of these different venues um, where if somebody isn't playing their residency that night, you may see, um, you know, the other night Justin Bieber appeared with Usher on stage. Like, who knows who's going to end up being in town and pe- pop up different places couple things uh, i think you saw your text to adam mentioned he, he's listening that he and jen went to the museum and very cool oh, he really did. liked it so yeah oh, so good. looking okay. forward well, to your report on that you're you're right that super bowls have had this for a long long time including in minneapolis a few years ago where yeah. big stars come in for a friday saturday party the difference is all the venues as you said jamie all the options you have in Vegas, you know? Minneapolis is one of the Super Bowls I covered. Uh, That's one of my four. And I will say, you know, like, we have the Armory, which was great. I saw Pink. Um, Mm -hmm. It was fantastic. Uh, You know, you've got Target Center. I don't know if anybody did a pop-up there. You had the Convention Center. It was also like 17 degrees below zero for that one. It was really, Um, really cold. (laughs) Vegas will be a little different. So, yes. <laughs> uh, it, you know, so you've got, you know, you've got circa the outdoor pool party with like the hundred inch screen TVs where everybody's going to be watching yeah. the Super Bowl <laughs> in their heated pool versus, you know, the convention center NFL experience. No offense. Yeah. Loved that Super Bowl. <laughs> had a great time. 
but a right. little different vibe. Very good. We got to go. Uh, safe travels. Right, well, when and, am I coming uh, to visit Palm Springs? Uh, you can come visit anytime. I am uh, coming to your town, not this weekend, but next weekend. I was going to tell you. So oh, okay. I'm, I'm going to text you and see if we can uh, get together. We're going to make a plan offline? Offline, we're going to make a plan, and I'm bringing 30 okay. people to stay at your mansion. Okay, no problem. I got one pull-out couch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. Okay. We'll talk Bye. soon. Jamie, checking in. It's 50 past one here on the home of Jamie Ucas and Adam Carter, WCCO. I'm going to talk Pella. I'm going to talk my excitement for my house. What's taking place? House is uh, over 20 years old. Pella windows and doors right from the start. Guess what? Even as great as Pella windows are and Pella doors, you're going to have some slippage. I met with the local Pella team, and we're going to make some changes. Pella's been in business for close to 100 years. Rated number one in innovation. Rated number one by homeowners for highest quality product. So they came out to my house. For free, no obligation, in-home consultation review, my replacement project. 250 products built separately. So I had all sorts of options, and I had the pros to tell me what to do and give me the window also. This is going to happen in the next uh, month or so. Uh, my house is going to look fabulous, and I'm excited. Why should you do it in February? Because in February, with Pella, 20% off qualified projects or 0% APR for 48 months. Again, have them out. It costs you nothing. Track them down online when we're talking about Pella. Track them down online at PellaNorthland.com. Our friend Jimmy Jam Harris, always very involved in the Grammys. Jimmy didn't even wake up yesterday until we were off air. He was out uh, having so much fun. He was so involved in the Grammys the night before, including performing. So Jimmy's always a great guest. So Jimmy Jam Harris early uh, next hour. We're going to get back to the Jennifer Crumley involuntary manslaughter uh, uh, guilty verdict. We'll get to that at uh, 2.35 or so. We might have a guest in that. We might just... Open it up. Uh, Harrigan, Hauser was great replacing Carter. You can podcast that, by the way, anywhere you get the podcast. Chad Hartman Show. One of our listeners suggests Carter, instead of fulfilling his commitment, was at YZ Country Club. So if it was a personal matter, got it. No problem. But what if he was at YZ at a country club, maybe paid gig, speaking there? Does that count? Does that count as an out to ask Adam anything? It absolutely does not. However, I find it hard to believe that someone would pay him to speak at YZ at a country club. You know what kind of it's a very person he is. Well, he whistles. He does whistle. He can identify golfers. He can rec- you know who he recognizes really well on the PGA Tour? Tiger Woods. <laughs> Not many do. Not many can say that. But let's be honest. All right? We've had two uh, folks filling in for, for uh, Adam the last two weeks, Bell Jensen, yeah, Tom Hauser. Good. 
I mean, Very good. Adam's a clear third place, right? Yeah. Adam knows what time it is no matter what time it is. <laughs> That's right. Human sundial. <laughs> exactly. All great skills. CBS and Mark Fry with local news coming up next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. 